0: Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of July 30th, 2012. This is, wow, the apocalypse is ever nearer. This is episode 158, and I am Chris Bevelo, president of Interval. We are the healthcare marketing firm who puts on this awesomeness. (laughs) Joined with me
1: today are... Jackie Rataco, account manager with Interval. And Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval. What is the date of the apocalypse again? I think it's December 12th. December 12th? Mm-hmm. What are you two talking about? 12, 12, 12. When oh. the Mayans right, predicted the end of the world? Theoretically. Sure. Predicted I the
0: think. apocalypse. So smoke them if you got them. <laughs> Duly noted. Oh, <laughs> uh, I had, a, I had a, um, a lovely meal when I was in Indiana. I went to a restaurant. I spoke there this week that we're recording. Had a great time. Great audience there. Thank you for the invitation. And we had dinner at a place called Season 52. Have you guys heard of that?
1: Area 52?
0: Chain? Not Area 52. It's a <laughs> chain. I think it's a chain where they change their menu on a seasonal basis. And then every week they have it. I have heard of it. But I had some kind of um, fish, and I can't remember what kind, grouper served like Mayan style. And I'm like, oh. Ooh. Mayan mayo. Oh, red style. You snap had
1: bottom. a group on?
0: Grouper, Pretty tasty, <laughs> not a Groupon. <laughs> I love uh,
1: Groupons. So anyway,
0: you know that movie? No, UHF. Have you seen UHF? Oh my gosh, with Michael Richards, with Weird Al. I thought Michael Richards is in it. He might too. be in it too. I don't He's care like a weird like custodian or something. Oh, it? that is him. Yeah, <laughs> my mop. <laughs> Wow, sorry. I <laughs> always so lost reference <laughs> these movies that
1: are so old. That's gotta be 30 <laughs> yeah. I've never years even old. heard of that one. Eighty four, uh, eighty two, right around there, right around there. Yeah. The year, right when Weird Al was kind of in his peak, it was uh, yeah, probably late eighties. What was the name of the movie?
0: Uh, UHF, UHF. Oh. by a TV station. Writing it down. So anyway, thank you to the Indiana Hospital Association. Uh, also, thank you in advance to. I guess you would call it Ashmapur. Bless you. Arkansas Society of Healthcare Marketing and Public Relations. So, just like all the MAPURs, this is Arkansas. So, I'm going to be there at their conference in Little Rock, which is cool because I've never spent time in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I spent time as a kid in Arkansas in the, in the um, Ozarks, which is a beautiful area. I'll like bet It covers both Missouri and Arkansas, maybe whatever's next to them. Kentucky or
1: whatever. Whenever I think of the word Ozarks, I always think of I mean, it's like used as a a term to describe, like Blaine would be considered the Ozarks of the (laughs) Twin Cities. Okay, so here's something,
0: again, (laughs) sub-referencing
1: just what you said. I got my hair
0: cut earlier today, and the guy who cuts my hair said he was thinking of moving, but not too far. He didn't want to go as far as BME. I'm like, BME? And I was trying to think of like towns around here with those initials. Do you know what BME is? Can you figure it out? Blaine. Bum bleep Egypt. You ever heard that term? BME? Yeah,
1: I, I thought What's it was BFE. B-M? I would
0: say BFE. What did I say? BME? Yeah. Sorry, BFE. <laughs> I
1: was trying like to figure Ball movement
0: out. Egypt? <laughs> I just blew that up. B-F-E. BFE. Oh, yeah. That's, bum, that's old bl- bl- news. Yeah, bum bleep Egypt. Oh, yeah. Where did that come from? Oh, I've known that for
1: years. Yeah,
0: but who started that? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Who used Egypt as a reference for I'll way in the hell out there? And who came up with "bum" as a qualifier for the F word? Oh, <laughs> well. seriously? Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't go to the English derivation. Gosh, we've just lost half our audience again. Online Sorry. language
1: dictionary. Are you going to tell us? You got to. You got to
0: look up derivation. B F E B M E.
1: No. This is great. It says the term comes from the region of southern Illinois known as Little Egypt. One of its towns is Cairo. It is far away from Chicago, both geographically and culturally. I don't know. That's what this says. I'm not making a connection, really. Well, maybe, I guess. Uh, Yeah, I don't see the
0: etymology.
1: How about we just pose that as a question to our audience <laughs> that's and they great can... if you
0: could give us the answer alright well, we'll figure it out yeah um, wow it's kind of a nasty derivation we don't want to get too, too far
1: yeah, it's not, which I completely it's not nice. missed
0: until you, thankfully you pointed out when you get
1: off of your corporate network and get home and can actually access the resources you'll need to look this up right. so you guys both live in BFE I do that's for sure <laughs> where's my little thing keep talking I have to go find my thing <laughs> Oh, you know, one man's BFE is another man's backyard. Castle? I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Alright, so, back on track. Uh, some
0: updates. We love to do updates, follow-ups on past stories. So, uh, this is probably a couple months ago now. We did a review of a local systems advertising campaign, Park Nicolette, uh which we thought was pretty creative, mm-hmm. uh, but which also, unfortunately, followed the hidden gen syndrome of trying to main purpose of the strategy was to convey to, to people all the different services they had, right, but we liked the approach, and the guy who was uh, running it was new to Park Nicolet, think he was a vP uh, He was one of those weird vp of marketing slash h r and he had come from Target, and he had talked about his influence. Uh, the influence of Target. And so most of it was very good, right? So I ran across this, which I just think is fascinating, right? So Best Buy and Target are both located here in our hometown of Minneapolis. Um, And this is the little blurb in the midst of its own illness. Best Buy has hired Paul Dominski from Park Nicollet health services to lead its human resources operation in the U S. So Best Buy is struggling mightily with some corporate malfeasance, some scandal and their business is going down the toilet. Um, so this guy is the guy we were talking about. He was chief of marketing human resources at Park Nicollet. And it even talks about how he was, quote, responsible for rolling out an edgy marketing campaign that included scrub-clad flash mobs and buying a local advertising spot during the Super Bowl. So that was part of what we talked about. Mm-hmm. He is basically taking over HR for Best Buy.
1: That's a big deal. That's weird. It's just weird
0: that... He was. He made a name for himself at Park Nicollet for that, and now he's all HR. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was really interesting. It uh, is interesting. Yeah. No point to it, but.
1: And well, Bob, good luck. Best, to them. Yeah, yeah. Best Buy needs help to. If they're going to survive. Yes. What they do with where mm-hmm. what they do has gone.
0: <laughs> Their brand is. I. Just, I would. I'm one of those people that Best Buy was like. I loved going there. Like people love going to Home Depot. Some people do. I like that, but I loved going to Best Buy. And I remember talking to women yeah. who were like, what are you high? Yeah, women like right. hated it. But I had friends that just could just spend hours in there. Now I go in there and it feels like a Kmart. Yeah. It feels really I nobody's haven't been in, in one there. The merchandising years. isn't as good. Yep. Um I don't know. It's not the same. No. No. That's too not bad. The same. Yep, too bad. Okay. And then so here's another one, another little follow-up blurb. Um, this I found on Jackie's desk. Oh, no commentary what were you doing there. there? <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I think what it is makes it funny that I found on your desk.
1: Yeah, it's but typical.
0: A few podcasts ago, we also put out the proposition that while we talk about health and wellness as a foundation for building strong brands for healthcare organizations, one of the challenges is anybody can talk about health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And we were joking about a local radio station that was using health and wellness uh, to try to promote itself. So (laughs) I found this postcard that Jackie had saved for Certix, which is a popular liquor store here in the Twin Cities. Uh, And the headline says, well, first of all, describe it. The picture shows a woman water skiing, like from like a 1950s water skiing show. That's like her suit looks like. But instead of water skis she's on like two glasses of wine. <laughs> and the headline says oh, yeah. make wine part of your healthy lifestyle. The heart healthy sale. Save up to 40% on wine and spirits. <laughs> June 7th through 9th at
1: Certix. It's good for your heart. It really The heart healthy wine sale. sale. <laughs> well, I've- Heart healthy I guess, sales? I mean, they say that a certain amount of wine, like a glass of wine a day or a couple, every other Keeps day the doctor away. is good for your heart somehow. I'm not sure what the Some say are, that, yes. Do I, like dark I don't know cho- if they call it heart-healthy, though.
0: Yes, I'm sure it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek because I don't think they could They could claim by FDA standards that wine is a heart-healthy choice. <laughs> uh, maybe they could, I don't know. But just the fact that they're using that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty funny. A stretch. I think that's funny. So, you got more competition out there. Liquor stores are after your message. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get to a couple serious subjects and then we'll be done. How's that sound?
1: Oh, end on the serious.
0: Well, we can end on something funny. I don't know what that would be.
1: <laughs> I don't know either. We used to be fun.
0: <laughs> All right. So, the first topic is Consumer Reports has come out with new safety ratings for hospitals. Uh, and I think this is news. We talk quite a bit about the proliferation of rankings and ratings. And we also rant quite a bit uh, about hospitals using those to promote themselves. Uh, And so I'm not going to put that in this, put this in that camp. This is more about uh, a very trusted source of consumer information in the US. They've already been talking and rating hospitals, but this is something new. And I think hospitals need to pay attention to it because, um, like some other things, maybe more so, people will will look to this. And they'll look to it because they trust Consumer Reports and because the reporting is very simple. Mm-hmm. So if you're familiar with Consumer Reports, they use their little bubble scale. So a solid red bubble is very good. Half of a red bubble is good. A white bubble is in the middle, half a black bubble is poor, and a full black bubble is very poor. I think I've ever... S- you've never seen that? No, me either. I've it never... got I've, Well, I think that the difference is probably...
1: Like that? If you've ever looked at... If you've ever ranked anything in Consumer no, Reports... I've never oh, seen that. I mean, I kind of understand it. I style, mean, I, but yeah, now that you've explained it, I probably wouldn't have been able to look at it and make sense of it without looking at their legend, but... It's probably a generational thing. I think that
0: not that there's that school. much of a difference between
1: between us, but like Jackie and I, um, I don't ever, yeah, I, wouldn't I mean, I, I know that. consumer reports. I know they've been around forever, but they have like no, I, with me personally, I know they've got brand equity with a huge audience, but they don't me sure. necessarily because I've just never mm-hmm. used them. For I everything. subscribe to their online
0: site, not the magazine, though I have a copy in my hand. And I and whenever I make a big purchase, I
1: check it out. Check it out for a new TV. Check it out for a car. Do you have to oh. be a subscriber to or a to pay a paid subscriber to be able to go in and review that kind of stuff? You can review some content, but you can't
0: see these the review reviews, the rankings and the ratings and all that um, without being a subscriber. And I think it costs like thirty bucks a year or something. So I figure I'm saving that with the right decision on a, an appliance or whatever. But right. Uh, so this covers. Eleven hundred and fifty-nine hospitals, which they claim is eighteen percent of the U.S. hospitals, which is—I don't know if that makes sense. So eighteen percent is roughly a fifth. Take eleven hundred times five, and you get—well, maybe that's right. People are right. Roughly six thousand hospitals. Okay, but they can't—they can only report on eighteen percent because um, the rest of the hospitals are not fully or consistently reporting their safety data. Hmm. That's how does that make you? Comforting.
1: You say only eighteen (laughs) percent.
0: Only eighteen percent are doing it.
1: Well, Um, it's probably a lot of small, like really small hospitals that. Not uh, not that that's an excuse, but there's some big ones that are missing. I'm sure they go through and look for them. it will be interesting to see what like the bulk is if it's like tiny little rural hospitals or. They have some sensationalist
0: copy in here talking about safety. Uh, Rosemary Gibson, a patient safety advocate and author, says, "Quote: There's an epidemic of healthcare harm." And the story says more than 2.25 million Americans will probably die from medical harm in this decade. Quote, that's like wiping out the entire population of North Dakota, Rhode Island, and Vermont. It's a
1: man-made disaster. That's That's sensational. That's the thing, too. I mean, I guess to piggyback what we were talking about just a second ago with the the no brand equity, there's also like, their brand in my mind is, this is the kind of stuff that I hear about like in the circles that I follow is the sensationalism
0: Sensational.
1: that you get from resources like this. I mean, the, and the one, the a good example recently was the whole Apple, the whole Apple thing that they're like, we will, we can't recommend their report was weird. Cause they're like, it's the best phone that's out there. We cannot recommend buying it because of the, it was because of the antenna, <laughs> <Because> of the <laughs> antenna, antenna thing. thing right? Yet every, yet everybody in their freaking grandma has an iPhone. <laughs> so I was like, well, clearly this report had an impact on,
0: well, Can- I mean, they really try to stick to their guns. You do only hear about it when there's a kerfuffle, Another example was there there was recently even though this has happened over the years an SUV SUV that was too tall and skinny and they look at turning like will it tip mm-hmm. and they couldn't they wouldn't recommend it and it became a big stigma. Was stink. it the Xterra? Cuz it's bad. It's a stigma if if they say we won't we don't recommend you buy it that'll hurt sales of cars in particular. Yeah. Um but they they look at um eight areas bed sores Nice. I know. I
1: was just looking at that list. That's funny. Collapsed
0: lungs, central venous catheter related bloodstream infections or CVCRBIs. Uh-huh. I just made that up. Post operative hip fractures, blood clots after surgery, post operative sepsis, opening of a wound after surgery, and accidental punctures or cuts.
1: So, so they that's rate how they hospitals rate it?
0: based on that. Um, so you can get. In, in four areas you can be rated, and then there's an overall rating. So you can be you can get a number rating, one to a hundred. The highest is Billings Clinic, which kudos to them. But their rating was 71, so it was the highest hospital. Uh, the categories are infections, readmissions, communication, and scanning. And in here, they talk about communications. Almost 500 hospitals, so a third roughly. Earned our lowest score for communications, and no hospital earned the top score so but anyway, hmm. it, I think you I'm sure everybody's aware of it by now, but I do think it's one that you need to pay attention to because I think consumers will rely on it because a lot <laughs> of them, my age fine, but but my age and older, which is the bulk of your population and the bulk of your patient set, yeah. uh, do know consumer reports and do trust it. Um, it's very simplistic. I think, uh, and I wouldn't necessarily choose a hospital because of this, but if I went to a hospital and it was all black dots, right. That would sure make me think. Well, and this is, this is a
1: rating system that even, I mean, even though I'm not familiar with it is well-known because it's from consumer reports and it's from a brand that is well-known and you know how they work, you know what they do. Unlike uh, health grades, in which Joe Blow has no freaking idea why it matters that you have a Health Grades Award. Right. 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 They understand consumer reports because they're everywhere. Yeah. Health Grades is not everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, same with however, however, any, other, any other, other medical award you want to throw <laughs> out there. You mean the one
0: that just started five minutes ago? Yes. Opening oh, uh, <laughs> the new one right now. <laughs> the Chris Bevel Award for Awesomeness for Hospitals. I will only charge you the 10% of your... Don't forget! The, don't forget the, J- to, <laughs> the
1: JPs. What's that? I said, don't forget the JPs. What were the JPs? I can't. I remember. The Joe Public. Oh, the Joe Publics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we called them JPs. I, I can't. remember Totally forgot about that.
0: We should. We should. We should start a whole side business. We That'd missed be funny. the boat. We could all be retired now if we had started <laughs> a rating agency and charged for it.
1: It's not too late.
0: Uh, it's probably. I think it is too late now. Yeah, it is. Probably. I think there's a little bit of backlash, and there's so many of them that.
1: We've given them such a bad. Name. I don't know we
0: hear about new ones all the time. makes me want to cry.
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay, so anyway, I don't know what else to say about that. There's some interesting things in here uh, i in the in the print version that I have, it's only midwest, so it's not the whole national. You have to go online to see the national one. Um, but yeah, interesting interesting stuff, mm-hmm. Okay. So Jackie, you found this last story. Um, you I have did? it memorized and all the statistics are you've got all those right.
1: Obviously. <laughs>
0: this That's was from eMarketer. And the question is what are marketers spending on social media? So in the presentations I've been giving, the conferences I've been speaking at, when I'm there and somebody's talking about social media or something, which Indiana was a the case they had a panel great group of, uh, they were all hospital marketers, talking about how they approach social media. Mm-hmm. Um, really well done. But one of the questions was, how much are you spending on this? Right. And it was really difficult for them to articulate it because uh, a lot of it is based on staff time, not expenses, you know, external expenses. Sure. But according to this, Advertising Age and Citigroup did a survey in June 2012 of U.S. marketers. This is not healthcare specific. Uh, and they found that half said their company spent between 1% and 10% of their marketing budget on social media. An additional 19% spent between 11 and 20%, and nearly 10% spent zero on social media. Which is probably fair. Sounds
1: about right. Right? Yeah. Folks that don't think they need to be there or haven't embraced it or whatever. Or are they also reporting... That they're spending zero, as in that they're not investing external money. Right. Yeah. That could Whereas, be. yeah, to your point earlier, man hours certainly should be considered an, an investment in social media. Right.
0: Uh, the survey found that 73% said that they expected their overall social media budget to increase next year. Um, what are some good nuggets out of this? We'll post a link to this report. Uh, this, okay, so good and bad here. Here's the bad part. As budgets for social media grow, marketers are also figuring out how to best measure the success and ROI of this tactic. And of course, they go on to explain successes that are not ROI such as
1: number of followers. Marketers
0: measure the effectiveness of Facebook ads and found that 27.2% of respondents placed the most importance on click-throughs. Great metric, not ROI. Right. Uh, 15.8% preferred assigning a value to Facebook likes. Uh, maybe you could derive ROI from that. I don't know how you come up with that, but that's a great method if you can do it. Uh, 10.7% were using a GRP-like metric. Gross rating point, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. An additional 13% said they're not really sure how to measure the effectiveness of Facebook anyway at all. So and that was that was part of the feedback from the group in Indiana, that folks uh, really bright guy I wish I could remember his name Johnny Johnny somebody Brightman, what's that? No, he was just a super bright guy. He was on the panel. He was from St. Vincent's, um, which is a system in I think Indianapolis. Uh, and somebody asked him that, and he was like, "You know, how do you measure the ROI?" He's like. I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm sure there's smarter people out there that have, but I don't mm-hmm. know who they are yet. And uh, I totally agreed with that after I spoke because I spoke about measurement right after that. Right. Uh, and I said, yeah, it's it's a tough one. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be in social media, uh, but eventually you're going to have to figure out the financial return of this like you would with anything. Right. In some way, some shape. So
1: um sounds like people are struggling with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also think that... You know what i mean we look at the percentage of our audience of our of our audience who measures anything and it would probably be not huge, so I think that measurement is often kind of the scapegoat for why not to get into something like this, even if you're not measuring anything else that you do It's like well I'm unfamiliar with it i this here's my excuse for not doing it because i can't measure it or and then what you're the measure mean what right. what does this really mean then you're going to go out and do a bunch of billboards and Nobody asks those questions for... (laughs) (laughs) A bunch of magazine ads that you're not going to measure. Right, right. Because they make you feel better. And the doctors doctors aren't banging down your door because their faces are out there. Doctors. Freaking doctors. (laughs) Damn those doctors. This just rolled in. Speaking of social media, Uh Facebook reported it's... uh, uh, What is it? Oh. Facebook posts a net loss of 157 million, but... But? ...met expectations... So apparently the, the loss is due to like stock options and stuff as part of the first so year like of their, their IPO write-off. Does that say it in there? Uh, Look at my the, I'm, a, I'm looking at a summary in. of a Forbes article. Um, Do a one-time charge due to a one-time write-off. It's going to say something, something like that, something along those lines. But suffered a uh, net loss of 157 million but or eight, eight cents a share, largely because of accounting uh, for employee stock plans post IPO. So I'm not. I mean. A loss is a loss, you would think, but that doesn't make sense to me. Though I'm not a financial wizard, but um,
0: stock options for employees—how does that hit your operating? Line? Well, this first your line of the summary says: statement.
1: The social network earned a non-GAAP, gap G A A P, twelve cent profit on target with expectations on revenues of one point one eight billion. The latter up thirty two percent and a tad above estimates. A lot a of numbers. I'm not sure I understood that. So.
0: The operating business made money, but overall, the company lost money because they had to pay out. That's what it sounds like. Okay. Okay. Well, that's important to distinguish because people care about the operating, the ongoing, unless you keep reporting one-time charges, and then pretty soon people are like, wait a second, what's going on here? What's up with that?
1: What's up with that?
0: What's up with that? What's up with that? Do we already sing that? Ooh. I love that. What up with that? Do we do that on this, on yeah. this program? I think we talked about it on the last episode. Oh or two yeah. episodes two shows ago. Did two we ago. or did we do it offline?
1: We should post oh, a link to that for Wait, who doesn't do. know.
0: That's the best thing ever. Oh, there's a bunch of them, though. Oh, sweet. I know. But My, do the one with. Um,
1: what up with that? God, who was it? I can't remember. Who My either. favorite part is the fact that he always has Lindsey Buckingham on as a guest <laughs> and it never right. gets to him. <laughs> it is Bill
0: Hader, right? Yeah.
1: Bill Hader's the best. He got nominated <laughs> for Best Supporting Actor in a Comedy.
0: Which uh, comedy? For Saturday Night Live. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. for, the, for the uh, Emmys. Oh. Huh. That's say Oscar for the Emmys. Emmys is TV, right? Yeah, TV. So that's what I want to end with. You said we we're going to end on a bad note. How are we doing time wise?
1: A bad note. 25
0: minutes. Okay, good. So we're going to end on a happy note.
1: <laughs> you just said bad. What's
0: up? No, that? you said we were going to end What's on a up bad note, a Oh no, I, note. Oh, okay. Because we're talking about social media measurement, that, which is yeah. which is a fair assessment. But let's talk about your favorite TV show right now. What is it? Go. Jack doesn't oh, watch TV. Crap. Oh, that's right. She doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't watch TV. Oh, beneath <laughs> me.
1: Well, it was girls, but that's over.
0: Girls? Yeah, girls is good.
1: But my boyfriend's watching The Glass House, and that might be the most awful television show ever. It's huh. like all these people the live people in a glass house together. Stones. No, but they vote on like like real time to sit, tell them what they should be doing and if they should be booted from the show or not. It's terrible reality TV, it's like Big Brother ish. I huh. feel okay. like I feel like a, feel like a lesser person watching it, so don't watch it. How about that? Worst <laughs> show ever. Okay, that's good. Okay. I'm not. I'm not watching anything right now. You're not Although watching I, anything. No, there's a couple of good movies that Dude, I've seen yeah. lately. That, well, I've been picking up cheap Blu-rays on Amazon, used ones. <laughs> That sounds like that sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> i didn't pick no, it's up like, some cheap Blu-rays some, out on Amazon. You can get like mint condition Blu-rays. People probably bought them and then ripped them or something and then sold them um, for like ten bucks for fairly. So, so I, I'm tired of all the of watching like cars and cars two over and over and over and over and over I and see. over. So I picked up um, a few new ones. So the movies that I've watched lately that were, of course, all animated. Um, <laughs> Megamind, I thought, was actually yeah, pretty good. Yeah, that's good. good. Um, that's a really good one. Oh, crap. What else was Despicable there? Despicable Me. That's a great one. We've had that, that one for a while, good. though. That one is really good. Puss and Boots is actually pretty good. If you've seen that, if you no. haven't seen that it one, you all right. check that one out. Puss and Boots. I do love that cat, though. Humpty <laughs> Alexander Dumpty. <laughs> um, <laughs> crap, there was one other one that was pretty good. But, yeah, Megamind was one recently that I thought was pretty damn good. Good. 20 that's How about great. you and Chris?
0: Um, I am watching two shows, uh, Downton Abbey, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal. I've, I've heard, been heard that. Breaking Bad. Uh, that's like
1: oh yeah, last season, which right?
0: I which I caught up on Netflix, and I want to like punch Netflix in the eye because they don't <laughs> release like they don't release season four until season five starts. Yeah, and so and then it it that all happened Why? over my move, and and the real only crisis that came out of my move, which happened a couple weeks ago, was I could no longer get DirecTV which I've had for years and years. Oh, so, you, just, you just can't get it? No, because now? the trees are too tall, and so they couldn't point the satellite to the trees. can you put, like can't you put like a giant pole up your tree? Yeah, that's, again, <laughs> personal problems. The guy said the only solution is to put it on a pole in your front yard. I'm like, yeah, that's that'd good go to, over real well with the neighbors. <laughs> but that means I lost a, right in the middle of all this, I lost, we lost Ability Watch TV for a week, which we can get through that. But we lost <laughs> all the so. stuff <laughs> on our DVRs. So, so two DVRs full of content. So lost all of that. Oh. But then Netflix announces that season four is available for Breaking Bad, the day season five starts, mm-hmm. and we got cable in time to start recording it. So I watched season four, the entire season in the last week of Breaking wow. Bad on Netflix because I've been traveling. How many episodes
1: is that? What's that? How many episodes is that? Fourteen. Okay. And an hour apiece.
0: I just yeah, and I just read like a story that there's a name for that. It's Neil Justin, the Star Tribune, out it the last Sunday paper. He like called it.
1: Marathoning? A... It's
0: something cramming or slamming or where oh, you yeah. were you I'm... watch streamed TV shows all in a row because it's you just can't <laughs> help yourself. And you, all you have to do is hit next. And you keep going. <laughs> you stay up late. And you, pretty soon, you've watched like six in a row. Yeah. But I did that. Huh. And so I finished it. Two nights ago, I, I was in I've, Indiana. I watched five
1: straight episodes I'm so of Breaking Bad. <laughs> it's so good, though. I, I would like to watch that series. I've heard nothing but good things. It's really so. good. But I'm, I, still also need to get, to I still need to, need to get into... I'm still in season one of Mad Men. And I know I need to watch that one, too. So I'd put Breaking Bad ahead of Mad Men. I um, would put The Wire ahead of Mad Men. And I would I've heard put the Sopranos like ahead of Mad Men. Where would you put The Walking Dead in all those? Last? For you? Probably first. Okay. <laughs> I'm, for most people probably, for me, probably most of the of way list. through season one of, of Walking Dead
0: yeah I know that that's something you would really like but um, if you haven't seen The Sopranos we're, I'm rewatching watching that and that is still good stuff unbelievable how good that is mm. you've never seen it? well back in the day is that still on? but you did see the no I'm watching it on Netflix actually oh, watching yeah. on HBO Go which is also my new favorite my new favorite color so do you, purple so is my favorite color do you color. like TV? <laughs> what? <laughs> So do you like yes. television? I travel a lot. and You binge on, I think it's called like binging or Bindi's something. Maybe it's binging, yeah. I heard about it on NPR, but I forget yeah. the term. It's great. Mm-hmm. I got through like four seasons <laughs> of The Shield in like two months on that. I'm telling you. I can just see you on a plane, everyone else is sleeping, and your eyes are like wide open, <laughs> and you're just watching. Just, like. They're all just bloodshot. <laughs> yeah. That was Tuesday. I was like, I got through four episodes of Breaking Bad, and there's one left, the season finale. And it's twelve thirty at night, and I'm like, I gotta get up in the morning, go to the airport. I can barely keep my eyes open. I'm like, there's no way I'm not watching this.
1: You're driving to the airport with your iPhone, like, and- <laughs> no.
0: So I watched it. I'm like, whatever. I could still stay up to one thirty in the morning. All I gotta do is fly. I mean, you just gotta get to the airport. I don't have to That's like, true. Just dragging, dragging, yourself into the airport. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Looking
1: like the Walking so Dead. Looking it. like yeah. yeah.
0: Braids, braids. Brains. So anyway, recommend all those shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, we'll wrap it up there for this week's. Um, you guys are going to be on your own next week.
1: Epi? Do we have Are we going to
0: have one next week? Well, oh, I think of, you should. all well, we'll be demands out. Adam's out of town, too, yo. Oh, that's right. Oh, we might maybe we make won't have up. one next week. I'll just do a personal Jackie, <laughs> Jackie cast. <laughs> the cast. Yeah, the American. The, the, the Ratat Arrogant healthcare marketing bastard. Singular.
1: <laughs> Bastardette.
0: Bastardette. <laughs> bastardess. Bastardess. <laughs> All right. Well, for those folks, this is Chris Bevelo,
1: Jackie Rattackle,
0: and Adam Meyer signing off, and we'll see you sometime in August. Thanks for joining us.